On this week's dose, we've got a stacked lineup for all y'all pilgrims. Stacked indeed. First up, we'll take you through Ripple, a Seattle-based startup focused on the mental health of senior citizens, hot off a $32 million seed round led by Arch Venture Partners and General Catalyst. After that, you'll hear about Everest Labs, an AI platform that helps recycling facilities recover more waste than ever before, and their $16.1 million Series A led by TransLink Capital. Stick with us for a breakdown in Masari Crypto, a platform that helps people make sense of crypto markets in their recent $35 million Series B led by Brevin Howard Digital. Lastly, you'll hear about AvidBots in their $70 million Series C led by Generation Capital. The company is the leader in autonomous cleaning robots for commercial and industrial facilities. A great mix of stories for this week's Dose. Let's dive on into it. You see here, kid? You gotta just go for it. Don't think about what comes after or what came before. You just gotta bend your knees, take a deep breath, and jump. This is VenturePill, your weekly dose of startups and venture capital. We break down recent startups in the news, and interview founders and investors to help you stay informed in the evolving world of venture. Leading off this week's dose, we have Ripple, a Seattle-based startup focused on the mental health of senior citizens, which just announced a $32 million seed round. The round was led by Arch Venture Partners and General Catalyst, and also included GV, formerly known as Google Ventures, as well as F-Prime Capital and others. Loaded list of investors there for sure. Uh, This company is developing a care program focused on seniors with dementia and other neurocognitive conditions. They have a big emphasis, though, especially on the seniors' families and caregivers, making it for an overall better experience taking care of our seniors. Uh, The CEO had a great quote. His name is Chris Enskov, and he captured their mission statement really well. It goes, quote, From access and convenience to quality and equity, Ripple is rethinking what's required to keep seniors with these specialized conditions healthier and at home and out of the ER and long-term care. Absolutely love the mission statement there. A little bit more on the product. So Ripple will provide seniors with 24-7 support and personalized care when and where they need it, whether that's on the phone, online, or even in person in their living rooms. And the care team will mostly consist of nurse practitioners, as well as other healthcare professionals who will be employees of Ripple as opposed to contractors. Yeah, so that's part of what sets Ripple apart. We also wanted to break that down further. They really emphasize a value-based approach to care. So they're really thinking about preventative care to prevent those unnecessary trips to the ER, which can be expensive, and prevent just general crises before they happen. They're passionate, they have an experienced team, and like you said, those are in-house employees, not um, outsourced contractors, which makes a big difference. They also provide 24-7 support, so the teams deliver personalized care that is based solely on your family's needs. Uh, And lastly, they couple all this with world-class tech, basically a data management software tool that allows personalized care coordination for all of their members. So several differentiating factors there for Ripple, and now a couple of stats to summarize the addressable market here. 
Currently, there are 16 million U.S. adults over the age of 50 who live with a mental health disorder. Additionally, the suicide rate for Americans over 65 is 17%, which is remarkable, and higher than any other age group in the country. And lastly, seniors with mental health challenges are three times more likely to visit the ER and three times more likely to be admitted to the hospital. Holy cow, those... If, if we've ever had some hard-hitting stats on the pill, and, and if you're a true pilgrim, you know we love our stats, um, you know, these would be it. I, I had no idea the suicide rate that was that high and that mental health with seniors caused that much more uh, visits to the hospital. So big problem here. I, I think it's something that's close to home for all of us at some point or another in our lives, and Ripple is making a big difference here. So with this funding, they've got some big plans. They're going to begin offering a pilot program service in Seattle this fall, and we'll look to add three to four additional markets by the end of 2023. Yeah, some exciting expansion plans there, and definitely excited to keep tabs as to how that pilot program goes. For our second story of this week's dose, we have Everest Labs, which is an AI platform that helps recycling facilities recover more waste than ever before, fresh off of a $16.1 million Series A, led by TransLink Capital, with participation from Sierra Ventures, NEC Orchestrating Future Fund, and others. Yeah, so we wanted to start by breaking down the problem that Everest Labs is addressing here. And during a family trip to India, the founder, Jagadish Ambati, was shocked by how broken down the local recycling system had become. And this problem hits close to home, too, here in the U.S. Uh, in New York, for example, only one-fifth of garbage is actually recycled, which we all kind of believe is far below what is theoretically possible. Right, and on the flip side of the problems there, there's also opportunity. So the materials recycling facility industry is a major market, $9 billion in the U.S. alone. And yet these facilities are still losing billions in missed revenue from recyclables that still end up in landfills. So where problem meets opportunity, there always comes a solution with venture capital and startups. And Everest Labs has a pretty cool one. Uh, it's a suite of software and hardware for recycling plants that identifies objects on conveyor lines and directs them to the correct destination, leveraging artificial intelligence. Of course. And this suite of software and hardware is aimed at making the plants that process residential and commercial recycling more effective. And to quote Ambati, it does not matter how much or how well we recycle in our homes and our businesses. If the material recycling facilities don't do a great job at recovery, then everything ends up in landfills, which I think again highlights the importance of these materials recycling facilities. Yeah, and I think this highlights something that maybe not all of us are that familiar with in terms of where the recyclables and the trash go after we've thrown it out or put it in our recycling bins to, to take off to the facility. Uh, it's kind of out of sight, out of mind. Uh, so we, we may be all doing our, our best to do our part in recycling, but it sounds like based on what we're learning from Everest Labs is that the, the facilities aren't necessarily recycling everything that we're putting in that recycling bin. And to be able to make that process a lot more efficient, leveraging technology, seems like not only a great opportunity to help the environment, but a, a great business opportunity as well. Um, so love that combination of mission 
and business opportunity. Um, some key results we wanted to highlight, their technology increases recovery of recyclables by 2 to 4x more than manual processes typically seen in these plants, and at a 3 to 4x cheaper rate than traditional solutions. So some truly noteworthy results there, and you can't help but wonder, like, where has this technology been all along? This is one of those ideas that seems almost intuitive and so simple that it's right there, but as we've learned through diving deeper into Everest Labs, there's a lot of money being left on the table by these recycling facilities just because they're not as accurate as they could be at targeting recyclables and letting them go straight to our landfills, which not only, as you said, not only is that impacting the bottom line of these facili facilities, but it's also obviously impacting our environment negatively. Yeah, and you know, we, we look at this from a pretty novice perspective. Like the idea seems intuitive, but maybe the technology has just been that hard to develop. And it seems that Everest Labs, based on those numbers we just cited, has a key competitive advantage, if you will, and a worthwhile problem for sure. The dollars do seem to be behind it, and they've got some uh, good investors at their backing, and we'll be sure to keep you guys updated. All right, our third company for today is Masari Crypto. Uh, you may have heard of them or their founder, Ryan Selkis. Uh, they just announced their $35 million Series B, which was led by Brevin Howard Digital, and this round also included a who's who of crypto-related investors like FTX Ventures and Coinbase Ventures. So the big players in the space see what Masari's doing, and they're growing fast. Right. An impressive cap table there, and a little bit more on Masari. So it was founded in 2018 by Ryan Selkis, who is a prominent crypto writer and thought leader. And Masari Crypto aims to bring transparency and education to the crypto economy. Yeah, uh, Brandon and myself uh, got introduced, I guess, to Ryan. He writes an annual crypto report that's pretty comprehensive, breaking down the industry, the changes, the future outlook. In 2021, as we all know, is quite an interesting time for crypto and Web3. So that was a, a great read. But I'm honestly more excited to read what the 2022 outlook is like, given all the you know recent downturns in the market and just the general hype uh, falling down tremendously. So that's how we got introduced to, to Ryan and, and Masari. We wanted to definitely cover them in what seems to be a massive Series B for this company and their continued growth. Well said. And through their annual crypto report, as well as their other products, they essentially help investors, regulators, and the public make sense of this revolutionary new asset class, uh, which, as you mentioned, can sometimes seem like the Wild West. And uh, they're also helping build data tools that will drive informed decision-making and investments. Yeah, so they're helping individuals, but they're also helping a lot of enterprises. I think that's probably the core driver of their business uh, and what generally attracted these investors. Uh, their belief is that crypto will democratize access to information, break down data silos, and ultimately give everyone the tools to build wealth. Right, and it's impressive that they were able to raise this kind of round despite the bear market that we're seeing in the crypto market as well as all of our public markets, really. Um, but with this influx of capital, the company plans to expand its team and continue global growth. Additionally, they will be investing heavily into two key new products we wanted to highlight. The first I'll talk about is Protocol Metrics. Uh, this is a product that will enable users to compare assets across multiple networks through transparent data standardization, 
and analyze the health, growth, and usage of a specific protocol against others. And the second key new product is a newly launched data application marketplace, which allows users to explore customized data sets. As of now, this app is in beta mode and available only to select enterprise users, but the hope is that eventually this becomes available to all enterprise users in the future. Yeah, and I think we both we both want to highlight this shift, and we think it signifies Masari's goal to not only provide industry standard analytics and research, which is what they've become known for with their reports, uh, a lot of other resources on their website, but also the best raw data and tools along with it. So they're attacking it from several angles and, and really growing their product offering to include great data at its core. And as we all know, data is becoming more and more valuable. So it, it only goes to show that Masari is beginning to invest in that more heavily with this new round of funding and, of course, uh, continue building their global brand. Right. And yeah, I love how they're providing kind of the tools, but also the raw ingredients to do with the data sets as you may want. And that kind of reminds me of alternative data, which we've discussed in the past. And we had the QuiverQuant team on the show recently. Um, but basically being able to manipulate data to precisely however you want to use it to make data-driven decisions, whether that drives investment decisions or just general education, it's cool to be able to empower everyday users to get access to data that they otherwise probably would never be able to see. Yeah, for sure. So a great mission-based company in a kind of a controversial space and, and kind of a, a key period here to see what, what companies will prevail. But they've got some great investors uh, on their side, and they're going to be growing fast. So we'll keep tabs on them and excited to see where they take this next step. Okay, our last company for today is called AvidBots. They just announced a $70 million Series C led by Generation Capital. The round saw strong participation from pre-existing investors in addition to some other new heavy hitters like BMO Capital Partners. And a quick note on Generation Capital, in case you haven't heard of them, this is a firm that's based out of China and invests in China's leading tech companies. So for instance, they invested in Binance, which is one of the leading crypto exchanges in the world. Yeah. And, and just to be clear, this is Generation with a J. Um, so for, for those of you who want to go check out Generation Capital, they've got a relatively small portfolio, uh, but some legit companies there, some mostly Chinese companies. It, we should note that AvidBots is actually based out of Canada in Ontario, but they do have a Hong Kong office, a presence in Japan, South Korea, Colombia, and my hometown favorite, Chicago. Uh, so they've got a global presence already at, at such an early stage. And they are the leading manufacturer of autonomous cleaning robots. Yeah, and as you mentioned, AvidBots is rapidly expanding with a customer base that spawns over a dozen countries and across five continents. So AvidBot's flagship product is their fully autonomous floor scrubbing robot, which is called the Neo2, and is widely deployed by the world's leading facilities, including airports, warehouses, manufacturing sites, malls, universities, and other commercial spaces worldwide. Yeah, so a little bit more on Neo. It, it's a robot that understands and reacts to its operating environment to maximize cleaning productivity while minimizing human intervention. You can say that this is somewhat familiar with other companies that we've covered on VenturePill before, using technology to make humans more efficient. There's this ever-present debate of 
artificial intelligence, robotics, technology replacing human workers. But at the end of the day, it's about efficiency and allowing those human workers to focus on higher level tasks. You know, we don't need necessarily humans scrubbing floors if we have a robot who can do it for a fraction of the cost, equally as well, if not much better. Yeah, that's well said. And I love the idea of letting people do what people do best and allowing robots to kind of take over some of those menial tasks that like such as scrubbing a floor. Um, a little bit more about NEO. It's got a market-leading real-time obstacle avoidance technology for advanced safety. Additionally, it's got dynamic path planning, which means NEO takes the best calculated route each and every time. And it's also got industry-leading suite of sensors that lets NEO see its surroundings. And lastly, NEO has automatic updates that are installed via the cloud so that your software is always up to date and you don't even have to worry about it, really. And that software they refer to as their command center, which basically helps those facilities managers keep track and monitor and measure the robots as they, as they go. So that's all seamless through the cloud, as you said. They're going to be able to see the data, the effectiveness, and really keep track of it from anywhere, which is awesome. And a little note on the traction that AvidBots has already experienced. As of now, there are over 1,000 robots deployed cleaning floors for leading organizations and big square footage facilities like international airports such as the one in Montreal, Shanghai, and Cincinnati. So airports, I mean, just, just think about the endless opportunities of massive commercial facilities that need their floors cleaned. So next time you're in an airport, just be on the lookout for NEO. You may, you may wonder what that robotic floor cleaner is and and you'll have to think back to this episode and, and just think, that's Neo from AvidBots. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've, I've heard of that one before. <laughs> All right, guys, that is the end of today's dose. We appreciate you tuning in. Hope you like today's companies. As always, we challenge you to share the show and, and help us grow our network and help more people get into venture learning about these awesome companies. Check them out. We've got the websites linked. Uh, a lot of these folks are hiring. If you want to get involved with a cool company, Look no further. Thanks for listening, y'all. Thanks for listening. Join us next week for another dose of startups and venture capital. And as always, we appreciate our pilgrims spreading the word about the show. Share with your friends and help someone else make the pilgrimage. See you next time. She told me that she only Bumps my music when she's lonely Thinks my vibe's a little okey okie dokie That's alright, but wait I don't know how to do